Hello and welcome to the third episode of The Bride Tender. I'm your host, Esty Gordon, and I'm here to tend to the brides like I tend to the bar. So mix yourself a cocktail and let's get the party started as we talk all things weddings. Today's cocktail of the day is Tito's Vodka and Turkey Hill Pink Lemonade. I'm a lemon vodka and lemonade kind of girl, but you know, quarantine logistics and all, I'm just over here working with what I got. So today I'm here with Melissa and Maria from Pure Bridal Beauty, and I'm so excited to have them on. Uh, I was fortunate to meet them a few years back when I was working at the Glen Cove Mansion. And now I'm honestly a fan following all the glam that they post on their Instagram accounts on some of the most gorgeous brides. And I'm just so excited to have you both on the podcast today and discuss some trends that you both see in the industry. So I have you both on the line, right? Yes. Yes. So just to let, you know, everybody know who's going to be listening is that obviously, you know, we're all kind of quarantining and whatnot. And where the plan is with this podcast is to do it in person. Uh, We are doing it, you know, virtually, you know, following all the rules and whatnot. (laughs) so um thank you both so much for taking the time uh to come on the podcast today um you guys are like my first official vendor so i'm super excited it's great Um, my my first interview on it was my parents on their marriage and that was that was great and all but um you know they were they they were mediocre at best (laughs) (laughs) so So, I wanted to kind of you know delve a little bit into um your venture together which is pure bridal beauty and have you guys kind of explain what your company offers and specializes in yeah so um so pure bridal beauty um it came to us um actually it's Maria myself and we have uh, wonderful partners, Renee and Sue, who are another hair and makeup team. Um, but we've we've been in the industry for, my goodness, 10 plus years, you know, separately. So we've all worked together throughout the entire time, t- you know, on weddings and fashion events and, you know, a lot of other, other events. So it kind of made sense to us to kind of jump in and give the brides the very best of all worlds. So we started with coming up with ideas of names and how we can really give our brides an amazing bridal beauty experience when they book with us. So um, Maria and I, you know, we've, we've worked together for almost every wedding that we've ever done. Um, We started to work with Sue and and Renee with a lot of them. And um, it just, it just made sense to us. You know, we, we really specialize in, in bridal hair and makeup um, but we really can do any other events too. We do proms, we do um, anniversary parties, we do really anything that a, that somebody may need for you know hair and makeup needs. And you guys are like do it mobily, right? Yes, you guys go to go to different venues and whatnot. Um, now I know you guys are located on Long Island, but do you go outside of Long Island as well? Yeah. So we travel all over the island. We travel to Manhattan. 
New Jersey, Connecticut. We will travel out of state or um, we have some destination weddings. We are, most of us are mothers. So it's a little more difficult for those like, yeah, destination Cancun weddings, but they're Mm -hmm. usually booked so far in advance. So we're able to do that. That's awesome. Uh, Cancun would sound good right now. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) So now, um, your company does a lot of, you know, bridal hair. So for the bride, mother of the bride, mm-hmm. mother of the groom, uh, bridal yeah. party. And do you see that there are any kind of like trends when it comes to hair and makeup that the brides are usually looking for for their day? Is it more of like a natural look? Is it more of like a smoky eye? Is it hair down, hair up? Like, what do you guys see more now? than maybe maybe even a few years ago yeah so for the makeup part of it um you know there's a lot of trends that are always coming out obviously every year the most trend that we typically see is a little bit of the play up on the lips um a lot of times the brides like to keep their skin nice and fresh and natural um but then they really like to try and play up their lips a little bit doesn't mean that it necessarily needs to be a red bold lip, but they'll add some color to it. Maybe where it's a little bit more of a pinker hue opposed to something more natural, or maybe they want to do a berry color to kind of, you know, pull everything in together with the theme of, of the wedding that they have with their flowers. Um, Most of the trends that we do see on the runways we don't typically bring into the bridal makeup world um, only because it could be, it could be very bold and very vibrant. And a lot of brides want to be very timeless and very classic looking. So instead of doing a crazy dramatic eye, a lot of times we'll pull in some colors to bring in some of the looks that they see on the runway. So maybe we'll do a little bit of a, of a liner that has a little bit of the color that they're, they're thinking of maybe a blue liner Um, and, you know, something soft to kind of make the eyes really stand out and pop. Um, But for the most part, we try and recommend if a bride is someone who is a little more on the natural side to stay with a look that is more for more that they're used to. Um, And by saying that, I don't mean something that is their everyday look, because obviously it's their wedding and they really want to stand out and they want to be the best version of themselves. But we say to go with a look that is going to be them, but a little bit better, Um, you know, because you want to look back in your photos 15, 20 years from now and love everything that we did. We don't want somebody to be like, oh my gosh, I did crazy blue eyeshadow. Why did I do that? (laughs) You know? Um, So we do, you know, I personally like to recommend to do something a little more, a little more timeless, um, not so trendy, Um, but that doesn't mean a smoky eye is not going to be beautiful because smoky eyes, transition from you know a light smoky eye meaning like a neutral brown tone to dark black colors so you can do a neutral smoky eye and still be timeless and classic and and be amazing for years to come yeah I think I think a smoky eye always looks good but I also can see like where a natural like something like will look pretty as well when, when I was in high school, I'm like, I'm not like even thinking about this, like I'm laughing about it, but <laughs> I wore green eyeshadow and I literally thought I was so hot. Like, like oh my gosh, like, that's the back, best. I was like, I thought at the time, like, 
there were like I was like the hottest thing since the sun wearing that <laughs> and like now white I eyeliner. Back, and I'm like oh my god mom like how could you ever let me leave the house like thinking that that was okay and like I mean I get it was bold but it was like not a good bold yeah it was like it was a little much you know we all go through those phases I think we need those phases in our life to really like set us straight and we can appreciate good makeup now because of that yeah, good makeup, and then also you always you'll do something with your hair that you maybe not oh, yeah. maybe not regret, but <laughs> would never do again. I oh for sure. I um I had blonde hair at one point in like my early twenties, and I'm not meant for blonde hair. <laughs> like absolutely, we not. all do it once, girl. Yeah. Yeah. We all do it once. <laughs> my you hair blonde, wore the green eyeshadow. I have really curly hair. I cut my hair like really short and I thought I was like I was like being different and like it worked at the time but now I look back and I was like oh my god I'm never doing that again that was too short and I and I'm pretty bold and even I was like yeah no never again at the time you were living your best life yeah also at the time I was skinnier so I felt like the short hair was okay. okay. Once you get, once you have a little like more weight in like your body or your face, you're like, okay, I need more hair to like even out my face. A hundred percent. I've been there. <laughs> I think every girl has that same logic. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I thought I, I also had this feeling that like, oh, if I like cut my hair short, like it's going to make me like really like want to work out more and like be thin. And like, <laughs> oh I, God, I and, like that never, ever worked. And then here you are with this short haircut and this like chunkier than usual face. Yep. And you're like, I'm good. Like, this is a one timer. Absolutely. I'll just get clip ins and life will be okay. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, extensions is a whole other thing that I want to ask you guys about. But For sure. Um, Maria, what do you think are kind of like some trends when it comes to hair yeah. that people do? So a lot of things that we're seeing now are the big glam waves. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure your feet is like filled with the glam waves. Yeah. And a lot of boho styles, it's really going to go like you're either going glam, you're going natural. Um, for hair, I always tell my brides, like you don't really want to follow a trend because if you're looking at what's on the runways and what's trending right now, you're going to look funny in 20 years when you're looking at your photos. You know, a lot of things that we're seeing are like big florals and there's like pearl pieces. So I think the biggest thing when you're picking your hairstyle is staying in that timeless look and how you feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, A lot of times you'll have like moms who want you to have your hair in this big updo And the bride's like, no, I'm not having that. This is not my style. (laughs) And it's just, it's it's like the debate that I see so often between mother and daughter. It's really funny. I I feel like moms have this thing about like brides wearing their hair up. Like I, um, I totally see mm -hmm. that. And like, I, I don't really understand it, but you know what it is? They love their child and they love, like when your hair is up, your hair is out of your face. And a mother loves her child's face. She wants to see her face. For it sure. sounds weird, but that's literally what it is, you know, especially like as a mother, I get it. So she <laughs> wants to see her daughter's face on her wedding day and she feels like the hair is covering it. 
But ultimately, I think that um, just like with makeup, you need to do what you feel comfortable with. Um, a lot of times, I'll when like I'll get both sides to be happy because we'll do a down style for the aisle and then we'll throw it up for the party. So like everybody wins. Yeah, for sure. Know? Yeah, I like that. And so, and I also think it's nice to have two different looks. Mm-hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. Like it makes it a little bit more glam for your day. Yeah, and when you go in for your party, like all your photos are done, so you don't really care anymore. You just want to have fun and not worry anymore. So if you're a bride whose like hair always loosens a curl or it always falls out, you're better off just throwing it up and enjoying the rest of your night. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And Melissa, for a bride, like, do you suggest having airbrush makeup done for your day? Yeah. So I actually, it's, it's funny. I have this conversation with my brides all the time because that's one of the questions that they always ask, you know, they're, they're always asking like, what do you think about airbrush? Um, I absolutely love it. I really do. I don't even remember the last time that I did traditional makeup on somebody um, because I just automatically airbrush them now, especially for the brides who are in more of the, the warmer weather months because it just holds so much better. You know, the wearability of airbrush is just, it's amazing because it's a lightweight formula. So you're able to get that flawless, beautiful look without having to put extra product on the skin. Um, for me, I know a lot of my brides, they typically want their skin to feel like they have nothing on it. They want to feel really natural. And airbrush is a great way to do that because when you look at your photos, it photographs amazingly. So you're going to look really flawless in your pictures. But another really great upside of it is you're going to look great to your guests because when you're getting married, a lot of times you're going to go on Pinterest and you're going to see these amazing, flawless models. A lot of those pictures are touched up and photoshopped, right? So my job is to get that beautiful, flawless look for the photos, but also that beautiful, flawless look to your guests. And I feel that airbrush kind of just does all of that for me. You know, obviously you have to know how to apply it, of course, you know, it's not all the makeup, but it does. It comes it comes across so beautifully um, and it does last you for hours. Um, I know for even Maria, sometimes she has an event, I'll airbrush her the night before and she's fine the next day with the airbrush. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, 100%. I love that. <laughs> like sleep with your face like, like yeah, facing up. Just... I'm, listen I would do that yeah <laughs> I'll like sleep sideways and make sure my eyelashes don't get crushed so that they'll stay for the yeah, next day for sure oh yeah it's so funny. I'm the yeah. type of person who will go get my hair blown out like with curls at the end and I will make that I will dry shampoo the shit out of that <laughs> until like until like and you know as far until, as like, you mass destruction. <laughs> like I I there I literally live for a blowout and I'm like I'm gonna make this thing last as long as humanly exactly. possible. Exactly. <laughs> so if you can make your face last too, hey, I am. All yeah, I mean, look, we, oh, we yeah. recommend wearing your makeup to bed every night. No, but on the occasion <laughs> that you need to, you know, it's totally fine. Um, the hairbrush is gonna last you. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny! I will be trying that like yeah. immediately <laughs> after after quarantine. We're absolutely. <laughs> so, I don't know what you guys think about this, but 
Um, I know even I was doing a wedding last year and I had to learn how to take the like veil like out of my bride's head, <laughs> which was the scariest <laughs> moment of my whole life. Like, like in my head, like, you know, like how, okay. I had to like learn how to bustle a dress. And then I also had to learn about the veil. And I felt like the bustle was scaring me, but the veil was making me have a heart attack. Like I didn't want to come off like it was scaring me, but I was like, if this bun becomes unhinged because I couldn't take the veil out properly, I'm just going to need to bury myself here at this I venue. get it. Like, so here's yeah. a little, a little like, just advice for that the bun will always move with the veil on it so it's really not your fault that's like (laughs) just life um and that's why I always leave my brides with pins because I'm like here I can't control what is going to happen in the future because you're putting a piece of material on top of this beautifully structured updo and you're moving around and you're throwing it in the air and people are hugging like it's just impossible for it to be perfect underneath so you shouldn't be um, worried because it's not you that's ruining it. It's a, the job's already done. Um, <laughs> so the it shouldn't stray anyone from wanting an updo and wearing a veil. Just have bobby pins on you to fix it when you take it out. <laughs> a lot yeah, of brides, too, will fair. have Maria stay with her for touch-ups after that in case they're worried yeah. about something like that because then she'll take the veil out and then she'll fix it because I know – a few times where Maria wasn't with me or, you know, I was by myself and the bride was like, can you fix this? I'm like, no, I'm not a hair girl. Oh I'm my afraid. God. Girl, I... you can fix it up too. She fixed my mother-in-law's hair <laughs> at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know what I'm telling you. Like I was sitting there and I was just like, oh my God, like this is in my top, like scariest moments. Oh and, like this shouldn't be. But, and, and honestly, the bride I had was chill. So I don't even know why I was scared, but like, what when you don't have a chill bride <laughs> then you can understand yeah here. oh my god I've had brides like come back because they asked me like come back come back just to make sure it's in right or coming out properly I personally always coach someone at the wedding so like I'll as I'm there in the morning getting everyone ready I'm looking around and I pick the girl that I want in charge of her because <laughs> now I'm trying to tell who yeah be responsible. Like you um and I always say, so hopefully this helps you. What you're going to do is you're going to hold her the top of her hair right above the veil. So when you're pulling it out, you won't ruin that bump, you know? And yeah. then have someone hold the actual veil so it won't be rubbing on the hair. And it should just slide right out. Um, if it's pinned, you just, you know, slide the pins out and the veil should come out very easily. Um, with a messy style, it's perfect. You just it looks messy and you're good most boho styles you know if one hair's out of place it still flows yeah it's a clean structured style that's when I'm like you need me to come back or just be very careful or just be it yeah (laughs) now what are like now like people wear all different kind of like headpieces for their weddings like like um hair pins or like some sort of like jewelry of some sort yeah or like I could be like totally like dating myself and I actually feel like I'm like my mom saying this out loud but like (laughs) like a laurel 
right? Like, I actually, like, feel like my mom, like, as I said that. (laughs) Or, or, like, a headband of some sort. Like, like, what do you recommend that you think, like, looks best and, like, is, like, probably the most comfortable, like, for a bride for their day? That's a great question. So, I think that when you're picking a headpiece, you need to be in your theme. So if you're doing a boho wedding and you do a flower crown, I don't think you'll look back and regret that choice because your whole vibe is boho and that is everything that you chose for your wedding. If you're doing this glam wedding and you choose this big flower piece, obviously it's not going to flow. So everything should flow together seamlessly. I personally love um, like crystally, like big, pretty pieces. I like when they're PC. I work with Chrissy Lauren really often. So if you've ever seen her pieces, they don't look like this just random thing slapped on your head. They really look very elegant. Um, But I think that when you're choosing a piece, it needs to go with your style. Um, Because I've had a bride who chose this one piece and the only thing she could wear with it was a high bun. And she hated that she had to wear a high bun. She was so mad, but she spent so much money on the piece and she was stuck there. So I think you should always do what's important to you. If you find a piece that you love and you're like, I will work around this piece. I don't care how I have to wear my hair. (laughs) Then you buy that piece because you're in love with it. But if you're like on the fence with some things, I would definitely do your hair trial first. Play with some looks and talk to your artist and they'll tell you what works best. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Um, now, I'm assuming that, like, both of you would recommend to all your brides to do a trial. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't really understand why anyone wouldn't mm-hmm. do a trial, <laughs> yeah. but I'm it's sure there's one or two out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, how far in advance do you think that a trial should be booked before their wedding? We typically say about nine to 12 months out. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, we, okay. we do say that. And for makeup, I say it for a couple of different reasons also. Um, one, you want to make sure that you're, I mean, for me, for us personally, we think that photographer is your most important vendor, you know, obviously for, for many reasons. But then we feel that the beauty part is pretty much should be a priority for your second, you know, your second most important vendor. We say that because you're spending such an, a huge amount of money on photography. You want to make sure that these photos are something that you're going to be in love with, you know, so it's important to book your glam team as soon as possible. We feel, um, and usually the nine to 12 month mark is, is pretty safe to say that you're going to get the artist that you want. That's usually what we like to book for makeup. I like to do it about nine to 12 months because the way your skin is during that time of year is typically the way it's going to be the following year. So let's just say you're a June bride. The way your skin is, if you did your trial in June, your skin is pretty much going to be the same next June, whether it's going to be oily or normal to dry, whatever your skin is, it's going to be the same. And I know how to fight whatever conditions that your skin has. So maybe I need to use different primers, different moisturizers, you know, do some different things. And maybe we need to talk about having stay for touch-ups or coming back for touch-ups, things like that. Um, 
so for me, it's, I like to, you know, to try and mimic the skin's natural, you know, natural condition at the time of the trial. Um, so that, you know, that's for me for makeup. I do like with trials also for if we are able to do them together better because you can yeah. see the overall look of how the hair and the makeup is going to be. Because sometimes we'll do, you know, we'll change something based on maybe they love their hair a certain way. So we need to either up the makeup game or maybe take it down a little bit. So we like to see it all together, but I want you to abuse the makeup also. So if we're able to do the trial, say a little bit earlier in the day, I want you to put on a romantic comedy, cry a little, have a glass of wine, get rosy in the cheeks. I want you to really wear the makeup because your wedding day isn't just a few hours. It's a full day. So I want to make sure that everything is holding and lasting because anything I need to do on my end to guarantee that and to make sure it lasts, I want to be prepared and know. So I have my brides usually take some notes for me throughout the day and tell me if they got a little oily anywhere or if they felt that they needed a little more blush or how the lipstick held. And I just welcome all that feedback to really perfect the the look for the wedding day yeah that's good what how like on a day where someone is having an evening wedding how early in the day do you guys usually start that's dependent on a lot of factors (laughs) (laughs) um so we typically always make our schedule based off the photographer so when you think about a wedding day and how it's going to run, everything starts for the bride with the photographer, you know? And if we don't like count up to them, then we'll run their whole day late. So for an evening wedding, sometimes depending on if they're doing a reveal or not, they'll come at like two o'clock. So we would count back. And then it depends on how many girls are in the bridal party. We typically take about 30 to 45 minutes per person. So it could be like an 8 a.m. Okay. start, you know, you could be, brides get so nervous sometimes because they hear the early start. They're like, oh, I didn't even think of this, but everything begins with us. And Melissa and I are probably the right. most neurotic time <laughs> people you'll ever meet. 100%. We'll always be at your venue for 45 minutes. We've got caught outside people's houses <laughs> like an hour early because of their ring doorbell. <laughs> you knew we were here. So bad. So, uh, you know, we just... You never want your hair and makeup team to run late. I think that's the most important thing when you're looking for a team, because even though it's an evening wedding and it's later, your whole day relies on how your morning team handles the job. 100%. Right. Yeah. Listen, better to Mm -hmm. be early than to be late. So, Basically, I don't see product. anything wrong with that. <laughs> and I'm also like that. I'd be like the type sitting in my car and I'm like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. here an hour early. Okay. Plus, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got my phone so charger. We we're good. Get out of the house a little early. We're like, it's like vacation for us. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, I can imagine right now it's difficult yeah. with um, with everything going on um, and all and everybody home all day. It's wild. So, yeah. <laughs> an adjustment (laughs) yeah yeah well I mean today just to give you a little idea on what I was doing I um I like every year around Easter I like help my friend who has like a kids party company and we do like we like 
I dress up like as the Easter bunny and like go to all like these houses because like I'm Jewish so Easter like doesn't mm-hmm. really affect me like I <laughs> usually don't have anything to do <laughs> so this year I was like okay well that's obviously not happening with everything going on we did social distancing Aww. bunny visits where Aww. I literally was like 10 feet behind these people so taking cute, pictures with them. oh my god that's yeah. so adorable. yeah we had like that's so cute though that's so nice (laughs) yeah it was it was good because they really like you could tell like a lot of these kids felt like very like cooped up and like they didn't see anyone and they haven't been anywhere and like so it's good for them to like get outside for a little bit and like see the easter bunny that's so nice yeah and then i'll have a few tomorrow too on, on easter so, yeah, I can't even imagine with all these people, um, like, home. And I'm hoping that it it yeah. blows over quickly, but sure. not not too sure. So, honestly, that, br- that brings me to kind of the next question with you guys. Like, um, with everything going on in the world and coronavirus, how has this kind of affected you guys with business? Yeah, so it's, it's definitely been crazy, for sure. Um, you know, it... A lot of us met, well, all of us, we're all out of work right now and we don't really know when we'll be able to go back to work. But I know that I found particularly it's it's definitely created a huge unity within the industry itself with all the vendors, with all, you know, other stylists and artists and everybody's kind of pulling together and really becoming very supportive of one another, which is really great to see. So we're creating some new friendships among the chaos. <laughs> Um, which is, it's really nice, but, um, it's definitely scary, but we know that it's, we're all going to get through it. It's just a matter of time and we just have to keep pressing on and keep positive about what we're, you know, what we're doing and, and what our goal is once we're able to, to start doing what we love. Did you guys have like a lot of your clients who were getting married for spring? Did they just like postpone and like move dates? Yeah, I, yeah. For okay. me, all of my brides from now until July have put, um, rescheduled their dates. Yeah. So. So not <clears throat> none in June either. So like June, I have. I know two left me, in June that will probably end up rescheduling. Also, they're yeah, like in the. Text. I have the same situation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just hoping that. I mean, honestly, it's it, it'll be the first time ever that like. Spring won't be busy, <laughs> but we'll just have yeah, busy exactly. Fall. Yeah, so I mean, and, and and an insane twenty twenty one. Yeah, oh my gosh, twenty twenty one's already like almost full. But you know what? Look, at the end of the day, it's so much better that they're going to postpone it because you don't want to have a wedding under these conditions. Absolutely. You know, like if it's in May even though they'll open the venues up again, are you really going to want to put yourself in that position and risk the guests not coming? And then, you know, yeah. when you do have the date, like I have brides who booked in December and then even moved it to, to like 2021, the following year. And I'm like, look, they're going to be so excited to party. You're going to have the party mm-hmm. of the year, you know, like you're going to, people yeah. come together to celebrate your love. And now they're going to celebrate that they've all survived Corona. You're good. You're coming together. You're partying. Very true. So it's going to be something. To and it'll be a story that <laughs> it'll be a story that for like sure. they can literally tell I know. for the end of oh, time. 100%. Because it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's definitely crazy. But 
Yeah. A lot of, a lot of what I, what I tell my brides and grooms are, you know, I work for a venue and, um, which is close to the city. And part of it is, you know, people will pick my venue specifically because they want that springtime wedding outside. And, you know, I tell people all the time is that spring weddings are beautiful. We all know that, but that no matter what, time of year you get married absolutely it will be just as beautiful you do the decor you do everything to match that season and it's going to be just as nice you know I tell people that even about winter weddings because a lot of people are nervous to have a winter wedding and I explain to them I go listen you could get married in the middle of the summer and have Mm -hmm. have a complete you know yeah there's so, no guarantee, exactly. you know, I got married in May and it was raining, you know, like you, there's no guarantee just because it's spring that it's going to be beautiful. No. And I think that when it's your yeah. wedding day, it's beautiful because it's your wedding day. Like who cares about the weather? Your pictures are going to be great. Right. It's pictures with an overcast are always better anyway, you know? Yeah. So I think yeah, the weather condition, it's hard to tell a yeah. bride that, but it's just the truth The Day's always going to be great, no matter what season. Definitely. Yeah. And Ray that's what we hear. That's, yeah. I mean, my parents always said that, but like, I thought that was just because it like rained on their <laughs> wedding day and they like were trying to make themselves feel better about it. But like 36 years that's old. Pretty, so yes, that's pretty, yeah, that's very, very successful. <laughs> Honestly, the pictures that you get on a rainy day are so they sick. Are. Like they really are. Yeah. So I think yeah. So win win. And you're not gonna be like once the day comes, like you're not gonna be sitting there no. like, oh my god, it rains. Yeah. Like you're just you're gonna move forward. Yeah. Um, you're gonna have a great time and definitely it's and it's what you make no of it too. It. You know, you have to remember at the end of the day too, it's about you and your future fiance. You know, it it doesn't have to be just about all the you know, the flowers and the cake and everything. It's you're marrying this person because you love them and you want to spend the rest of your lives together. So you're gonna be weather is gonna come and go with any anniversary also. It could rain, it can snow, <laughs> it could be beautiful, hot and cold but you're still going to love each other and be together. So it sounds corny, but you know. Yeah, no, but it's true. I mean, that's the main, that's the main reason that you get married because you want to be with that person, you know, and everything else comes secondary. So now um, you guys obviously like being seasoned and whatnot in the industry, what are like, who are some vendors and, like, some venues that you guys work with a lot that you think do a great job and you would recommend, you know, to a bride who's looking, you know, for certain certain things and, you know, maybe hasn't seen anything yet? Like, where where would you yeah. recommend do that you, they go to? You want to take this one first, Maria? <laughs> yeah. For venues, you're asking? Just yeah, venues, if you work with like a certain photographer, videographer, florist, like anything like that that you guys recommend. So I got married at Larkfield. So clearly I'm just going to be a little biased for that. They're also Greek and so am I. (laughs) So it's like, you know, the whole Greek thing right there. Um, There's just so (laughs) many venues on Long Island. Oh my gosh. I think it really depends on your vibe. Um, I... I love for photography, Jovan. I use David for my wedding. I also use Studio 27 for my baptism, for my daughter's baptism. 
Oh, I love them. Studio 27 yeah. is incredible. I love them. I, I honestly think photographers yeah. will catch your vision. So like you, if you can afford one of the top venues and you're going somewhere like a little more in budget, if you have a bomb photographer, they will make your place look incredible, you know? So I think that people should really focus a lot on the photography aspect as well. Um, I also love white pair. There's so many yeah. vendors. I mean, it just depends on people's vibes. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I actually have not been to Lark Field yet, which is so strange because I feel like I've been to all of these Long Island yeah. venues um, but, and I haven't been to Lark Field, but my brother went there last May for a wedding that he was um, a groomsman in and he raved about it. Yeah. He said it was so great. great. Yeah. And he said the food was like incredible. That's what it is. The so, food. I, I, I literally had my wedding there and then I had my daughter's baptism there because the food was so good. And it, it's yeah. a typical Greek thing, you know, whatever. This is what it is. There's just. Yeah, so they much. had. Yeah, they had um, like a Jewish and Italian wedding. But, like, they went all out with the spread of oh. the, um, you know, the seafood bar yeah. and the sushi oh, station and, like, the, you know, and w- once you do all that, you're like, I'm I'm all about, like, seeing a filled cocktail hour and a filled dessert station. Oh, yeah. Like, I know that people are, like, usually with, like, B&Es, they think it's a little, like, old school now. And I'm like, I hear me? that. The best but part. I can't. <laughs> I can't agree. Like, like I, I'm like, I'm like, I understand I think it. Some traditions but... are there for a reason and should not be put to the side because that's probably one of my favorite parts of the wedding. Yeah. Like, oh no, for sure. That's that's one of my favorite yeah. things. I I think like dessert is one of the best things at a party, and a lot of people like don't. I don't know. I see it changing a little bit, but I'm like waiting for it to change back because it <laughs> will. And, and we will get the Viennese back that we need. Do a lot of your brides <laughs> not do it? Um, no, right now they don't. Wow. A lot of people will do past, past desserts on the dance floor, which you know, I, I mean, it's fine. I just like to see a spread. Oh, like, I'm yeah. all about seeing a spread. I did not know like, that. So I'm not part of that area of the wedding. So I had no idea that yeah. that was even off the table. <laughs> yeah, people think it's, like, kind of old school to do now. Um, I just don't think so. I think it's so, yeah. like, I just think it makes it makes like the ending of a party yeah. too to see like a big it all together. You know, dessert spread. Yeah. And especially when people do like a takeaway thing, oh, yeah. like a take home bakery kind mm-hmm. of thing. Oh my gosh. The donut yeah, rolls that, and that all that. That to me is. Yeah. Oh, I love all that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'll take a donut home. Why not? I think that we lost Melissa on this recording um i i invited her back in so hopefully she'll she'll join us in the next like few in the next minute or so um but i wanted to kind of see 
if do you guys have any like Instagram live videos or workshops or anything that you guys have planned, you know, for yeah, you know, you know, during this time period? So recently, Sue is the other hairstylist that I work with. So Sue and I have been going on live. Um, we were going to be on Monday, but she's not feeling good and we're praying that she's not she doesn't have COVID, so we, we don't know exactly what's going on with yeah. her right now. So to be determined if I'll be with her on Monday going live, <laughs> um, all our prayers are with her, hoping she's okay. But yeah, no, we are doing, yeah. you know, if you follow our Instagram, it's pure bridal beauty. So all of our bride work yeah. is on there. And then you can follow all of our individual pages. Also, we're all on there getting pretty active. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to do the best that we can to give people just some advice, tips, anything to help them in their planning, you know, and even just day-to-day hair makeup life. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's awesome. I, I personally, I'm like in my time off, I'm trying to teach myself how to do a French braid on myself. <laughs> I don't know how well it's going to oh. work, but I can you guys I hear me? The time. So, You'll get it. I have no excuse. Speaking of French braids, yeah, oh my gosh, you. epic fail. My daughters have beautiful hair. And every time I attempt it, I'm like, oh, I got this. Let me YouTube it. <laughs> epic fail every time. It ends up going into a regular braid and a ponytail. <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah. I used to be able to braid like across my forehead, like you meet like yeah. that section, right? Like but I don't know what happened. Like, I don't think I know how to do that anymore. You know how, like, people say, like, it's like riding a bike. Like, I'm not the person who can still ride a bike. So, <laughs> so like, all those things. Like, people are like, you'll know exactly what to do. I'm like, yeah, I'm not one of those people. Like, if I haven't done it in 20 years, like, it's going to Look, be a fail. Braiding is not easy. <laughs> I honestly, I don't think it's an easy task. And I think that... um it's definitely like you have to YouTube it. You have to watch the video over and over because especially nowadays, there's like 5,000 different types of braids that a hairstylist now needs to know, you know? So there's so much like intricate work in a braid. And especially if you're doing it on yourself, even if it's just a regular braid, the angle is very off. So I would say like when you move your head and tilt your head down, it's easier for you to get into the position to do a braid if that helps when you're styling it. Uh, yeah but it's not yourself I know I know I'm like I feel like I could do it on someone else before I'll be able to do it on me it's just definitely it's hard to do a brain on yourself I I have zero patience in my old age I have zero patience I do braids on other people all the time right I I have no patience to do it on myself yeah oh no I listen if we didn't have this this time off you know it's kind of a blessing and a curse I'm not good at having all this free time but at the same time I'm like all right I'm giving myself time to do all these things that I wanted to like do and learn so I'm hope I mean I don't know if I'm gonna get the braids down in that your attempt to make it a good attempt I'm gonna give it a try I'm gonna I'm I have I have to I I feel like I have if you make no progress so after we're locked down we could do like a live on it like you and me, I'll come over. Oh, yeah. I'll do your braid for you. And check out. Wait a minute. It's like a braids <laughs> oh for God, dummy. I'll take so that fun. class. That... <laughs> <laughs> we're, do- we're doing it. it. It's set. 
it's set after this is all after we are yes. out of quarantine, which is hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, so I wanted to, you know, thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. I really am so glad that you guys came on, that you were my first vendor, that you were able to make some time. So excited. Um, and I wanted you guys to also, what what's the website as well as your Instagram handles that everybody can kind of follow your work? Yeah. So our, our website, um, we all have our personal websites also. Um, but we have like a one big banner, um, that you can see a lot of our collective work together at www.purebridalbeauty.com. Um, and that's our, our website. And then we have our Instagram handle, which is at purebridalbeauty. And then we each have our own personal. So mine is at Mel Polito, M-E-L-P-O-L-I-T-O. Perfect. And Maria, how about I'm you? Maria Angela dot NY. Because, you know, we're in New York. <laughs> um, try to keep it simple with just my name. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. perfect. So that this way everybody can kind of look at what you guys do um and then obviously like just know that you guys are <laughs> locked down for my wedding i'm still we looking got for you. my groom i but, love like, we got you girl like, you whatever you need <laughs> anything you need you want that destination wedding Perfect. we got you <laughs> whatever you need <laughs> i mean i love listen i might i might need uh, a destination i think we all after, do right <laughs> after this craziness <laughs> Of being locked in my apartment. Sure. I'm, I'm going to be happy oh to go gosh. anywhere. Anywhere. I know. <laughs> Even a few towns over. I'll go sit in Maria's <laughs> car with a cocktail. I'll be good. Oh, great. All right? Listen, that's... For real. Thank, thank God for cocktails. For real. That's all I got to say. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, thank you so much for tuning into the Bride Tender. You can check us out on Spotify for your wedding fix each Monday. Make sure to share with your friend, your fellow bride or groom, your mom, your dad, your cousin, your sister, your brother, your friend, and pretty much anyone as it's the comedy <laughs> hour you never knew that you needed. You can check me out and all my Instagram stories on Instagram at the Candy Guru. Make sure to follow my candy table displays at Eventpire, my event blog showcasing all the top event trends on Long Island at the Long Island Eventista. And of course, make sure to follow The Bride Tender for all fun facts on the wedding industry, ways to save money on your future wedding, and to hire the best in the business for your special day. Don't forget to give a follow to Pure Bridal Beauty to keep up with Melissa and Maria, as well as their personal pages at Mel Polito and at MariaAngela.ny for some wedding style inspiration for your special day. Until next week, mix yourself a cocktail, slide into my DMs with questions you want answered on all things weddings. Happy Passover. Happy Easter. Stay sane. Stay healthy. And we'll catch you. Bye. Thanks for having us. Bye.